After getting married, and I mean directly after, we opened a shoe store. Immediately following our lovely wedding dinner at a local restaurant, we went to the mall and prepared our store for its grand opening the next day. Instead of spending a lot of money on a wedding celebration, we decided to put what we had towards starting our own business. This is when I realized how little I care about shoes. I'd never been much of a footwear enthusiast, but this verified once and for all that me and shoes were not soulmates. The shoe store experiment was an interesting learning experience. Our shoe store was situated in the middle of the perfect storm between a homeless shelter, the liquor store, and the public library. With glass walls all around me, I had a front row seat to the daily drama which would unfold with the local drunks. One day in late October, we found out that I was pregnant. Now, the shoe store was a very quiet place, and since we couldn't afford to both work there, I managed the store on my own while he worked a second job. This was not how I imagined our first year of marriage going. I thought we would be working side by side, spending our days in flirtatious abandon as grateful customers lined up to purchase our wares. This is not what happened. Instead, I found myself bored, sitting alone, watching drunk people pass back and forth. As our baby got bigger and bigger inside my belly, those long hours sitting behind the sales counter got more and more uncomfortable. I started wondering, is this it? One of the main problems with comparison is it robs us of our joy and leaves us with disappointment instead. Hi, I'm Lily Matanguiza, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Forever Love podcast. Today, I want to talk about the importance of letting go of our ideas of how we think life should be so that we can appreciate what is. and judgment are like two pumpkins in a wheelbarrow going downhill fast. You know it is not going to end well. Most people, if we're being honest, love to compare and judge. These kinds of thoughts give us, for a moment, a feeling of superiority. When you think thoughts like, I would never wear something like that, or I would never chase after a man that way, you get to feel justified and self-righteous. And let's be honest, these emotions feel amazing. They're like a little self-satisfied high. If you've ever walked out of a Walmart and felt better about your life, you know what I'm talking about. The problem is, comparison works both ways. Eventually, we start using the same measure with which we judged others against ourselves. And that feels awful. But it's not just that we compare ourselves to others and then sink into a pit of despair. We also like to compare our entire lives to the ones we imagine we should be living. We compare our reality to the one we expected to be enjoying by now. Somewhere along the line, you probably told yourself a story about how you'd be happily married and have two kids by now. 
Not only that, but you also think you should be a homeowner, you should have a degree, you should be traveling the world, learning French and growing tomatoes on your backyard patio while your children enjoy organic homegrown brownies, which you made out of sweet potatoes. So when you compare your reality of living in a small basement apartment like I was, or living with roommates instead of the man of your dreams, it feels like a punch in the gut. Now, to be clear, there's nothing wrong with wanting any of these things. You can want the tomatoes and the brownies made out of sweet potato. All of that can be included in your God-given desire, which you are attempting to pursue. The problem is when you expect that they should have already happened, and then you spend your time arguing with reality. Today, I want to offer you an alternative. Instead of imagining all the ways in which you think your life should be different and being upset about the way it is, why not get really clear on what you want to create in your life and then commit 100% to achieving your God-given desires? Then you can actually begin to enjoy the idea of what you're going to create rather than being angry about not having it yet. At the same time, you can also appreciate what you have and begin to see it as the building blocks for where you're going instead of feeling trapped inside a life that is happening to you. This is an important skill to learn right now while you're single, because if you don't, you'll get into a great relationship and sabotage it with comparison. Because no matter how good something is, our brains are really effective at imagining something better. When that happens, it's really hard to appreciate what we have. And far too often, we let it deteriorate from a lack of love and gratitude. Here's something that's really important to know. Your brain was designed to look for problems. It is hardwired to seek out and focus on what's wrong or what could go wrong. So imagine this. Imagine you're walking along and you're looking down at your feet and you start to notice rotten fruit. You see apples, peaches, plums at every stage of decomposition. Some of them are starting to smell bad. Some are covered in nasty ants and worms. Then you accidentally step on a brown slimy peach and you wrinkle your nose in disgust. You think to yourself, this place is nasty. I need to get out of here. Look at all this waste. What a shame. But while you're busy looking down at all the lost opportunities of your life, all your sins, your mistakes, your failures and wrong turns, God is trying to get you to look up. Look up and see the abundance of blessings and opportunities all around you. Look up and enjoy the fresh fruit and blossoms that are just waiting for you to enjoy. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Lift up your eyes. Look at where your help is coming from. Now, my goal is to help you make practical adjustments in your life. I always get irritated when people offer great ideas and concepts without any real application steps for how to actually do it. How do you stop focusing on the problems in your life so that you can enjoy the blessings and opportunities? That, my friend, is a great question. The first step involves an honest evaluation of your circumstances. And when I say honest, I don't mean use this as an opportunity to admit all your shortcomings. I mean get extra analytical about exactly what you have or don't have. 
Drop all the judgment and opinions and simply state the facts. In the story I shared at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about how my seat at the shoe store was in the middle of the perfect storm between the library, the liquor store, and the homeless shelter. That word, perfect storm, adds a lot of drama to the story. And we love drama. We love to fill our lives with meaning, urgency, tragedy, betrayal, and other loaded words that help us captivate our audience so that we can build a connection with them. The problem is, we tend to forget that these are all added elements. We start to believe that our story really is that bad, and then we become the victims of our own story. Now, this is helpful in a survival situation where we need someone to come and rescue us. But in a modern society, we don't need a lot of rescuing on a day-to-day basis to avoid imminent death. This is an old, outdated feature of the brain that we need to actually retire from our daily lives. Otherwise, we will buy into all of our own stories and stay stuck waiting for a hero that isn't coming. Now, when I say that, you might think, but what about Jesus? Isn't he supposed to come and rescue me? And I want to remind you that Jesus already has rescued you. If you're a Christian, you've been saved. Now what? Now you need to practice the daily discipline of renewing your mind in Christ so that you can navigate any situation in your life and create your God-given desire from the inside out instead of waiting on the Lord to come and change your circumstances and your life for you. Make no mistake, our God is a God of miracles, but the greatest miracle is when we learn how to move mountains by letting Christ live and shine his light through us. Okay, so the first thing you have to do is recognize the drama and separate it from the facts. In my example, perfect storm is a loaded word that adds a lot of drama. The fact is, our store was across from the library, and there were several other stores around us, and down the street there was a liquor store and a homeless shelter. Now, ask yourself this question, so what? We want to get curious about what we're making our circumstances mean. In my case, I made it mean that our store would never succeed because of the drunk people that were passing by. Now, your example is going to be different. Your drama story might sound something like, nobody ever asks me out. But the truth might be, I haven't been asked out on a date in the last three months. And the time before that, there was a guy, but he was weird. And we could break it down even further. You could say, I was asked out on a date four months ago, which I declined. Then we would ask ourselves, so what? What are you making it mean? Many women tell me something like this. That means no one is interested in me. I must be ugly. Guys don't want to get married anymore. There's no decent men out there. In reality, it doesn't have to mean any of those things. It's just a fact that doesn't hold any meaning whatsoever until we give it one. And a negative meaning has no more truth or validity to it than a positive one like this. I am one moment away from meeting the man of my dreams. God has been saving me from all the bad dates. I'm overqualified and too amazing for most men. 
Instead of jumping to either extreme, I suggest you focus on what you can do, what's possible for you. The most basic, undramatic truth is this. You're not dating anyone. The most simple thing you can do to move from single to a relationship is start dating. So what meaning could you give to the fact that you're not dating anyone in order to feel motivated to go on a date? You could start with a simple acknowledgement of your God-given desire. I'm not dating anyone and I'd like to meet someone. From there, I want you to focus less on the person you want to meet and more on who you'd like to be. Instead of thinking, I'd like to meet someone special, think, I'd like to be someone special. Then focus your attention on all the ways in which you are special already. When you begin to fully appreciate how special you are, it's much easier to show up and add value to the lives of others simply by being yourself. If you'd like more help with this, I want to encourage you to come over to Proverbs2426.com where I share a lot more resources to help you date deliberately. I've even got a free relationship starter course that I know you'll want to check out. And I would love to hear from you directly. One of the easiest ways to get a hold of me is to send me a DM at Lily Matonguiza. That's Lily, L-I-L-Y, Matonguiza, M-T-O-N-G-W-I-Z-A on Instagram. This has been another episode of the Forever Love Podcast. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with me today, and you'll be hearing from me again soon. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by my free Relationship Starter Course. Discover the first step to an equally yoked, Christ-centered relationship. In this free course, you're going to learn who you are in Christ, what your core values are, and how to attract an equally yoked partner. Your marriage matters, and I believe that the best time to prepare for it is now, while you're single. That's why I created this brand new three-part mini training series to teach single women how to love themselves deeply and authentically for who they are in Christ so that they can establish healthy Christ-centered relationships. When you know who you are, and more importantly, whose you are, you'll never settle for less than God's best. Go to Proverbs2426.com start. That's Proverbs 2426.com slash start and begin today. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, I want to encourage you to subscribe so that you don't miss any of the tools, wisdom, and stories that will support you on your journey towards forever love. This has been another episode of the Forever Love Podcast with Lily Matonguiza. Thanks for listening. God bless you. And I'll see you again soon.